this is Chris Taylor, and I want to invite you to join Honeycomb and Spice, a private and authentic online community where Christian wives can find encouragement and information about sexual intimacy. Whether you've struggled with sex, have a husband who struggles, or already enjoy much sweetness and spice in the sexual intimacy in your marriage, Honeycomb and Spice is for you. Join me at Honeycomb and Spice, honeycombspice.com. Welcome to Sex Chat for Christian Wives, where four marriage and sex bloggers discuss the naked truth. What does God really want for the sexual intimacy in our marriage? I'm Jay Parker of Hot, Holy, and Humorous. I'm Chris Taylor from The Forgiven Wife. I'm Gay Christmas of Calm, Healthy, Sexy. I'm Bonnie Burns of Oysterbed 7. Today, we are answering listener questions, but first, we want to take a moment to thank you and to glorify God, because this past week, we hit a couple of incredible podcast milestones. We've had over half a million downloads. Thanks for listening. Yes. And we broke into the top 50 Christian podcast on iTunes. In the U.S. In the U.S. Yes. Thank you. And last but not least, we were number 14 in Finland. Thank you, Finland. Better sex in Finland for the win. (laughs) So shout out to all of our Finnish friends. We're just going to jump right into some questions. We've looked through our queue on our website. And if you'd like to submit a question, go to our website, look at the top menu. There's a little ask a question, click on that, and it'll take you to a form that you can fill out. And we we look at those and they just come directly to us. No one else sees them. And I do want to say, even if we don't tackle one of your questions on our podcast, one of us might use it to inspire a blog post at some point on one of our individual blogs. So we hope you're reading all of those too, folks. Very true. Well, Jay, do you want to start with your question? Sure. So my question comes from a wife who says, my husband is really interested in me swallowing during oral sex. I don't get it. I honestly don't want to work up to it. It's already taken a lot of effort just to give BJ's blowjobs and oral sex to him. But he keeps asking. I'm not sure what to do. Keep saying no or work through my gag reflex and dislike of the smell and try it. To be honest, it kind of grosses me out even thinking of swallowing. I've tried using the gag reflex sprays too, and it doesn't help much. I just need some advice. Thanks. All right. What do y'all think? I don't think that either spouse being pressured to do something they really, really don't want to do is helpful to intimacy and marriage. So I know we're not really talking to the husband. We're asking, answering the wife's question, but I would say... She needs to talk with her husband, find out what it is that's driving this. Why is this so important? And I think she needs to explain her position clearly. You know, perhaps at some time down the road, when this is not a stressful issue, she could maybe explore that a little bit more. But I just, you know, a spouse being pressured into do something that makes them gag or makes them sick is not good for marital intimacy. What stands out for me is the I don't get it. And one of the things that helped me was trying to understand that desire for swallowing what that said to my husband emotionally. 
And for some men, that really is a, a sense of being accepted. You know, the very essence of him is being accepted by her. And even though that might seem silly to us, there is a genuine emotional component for some men. And so I think it does help to understand, like Gay said, where that comes from. And it might be that understanding it might help frame, you know, reframe some thinking. But yeah, I really don't like the idea of him pressuring her either. Well, I commend her that she's tried. Um, she got the, the gag reflex spray. I mean, she's she's really looking into this. So I think that, like Gay said, she should have a talk with her husband and say, look, you know, I've really tried to work on this. Maybe we can back off for a while, see what happens in six months, revisit. But yeah, pressure does not build intimacy. Yeah, I noticed she also says that she had already taken a lot of effort just to get up to the point that she could do oral sex. And I always stress to people, listen, oral sex is just any contact of the mouth and genitals. And so oftentimes when you talk to a wife about giving oral sex, she may think that that means that she has to take in the entire penis. And that's not true. Like there's a lot of stimulation that can happen there without doing that. In fact, we actually discussed that in our recent foreplay webinar, as well as a lot of other great stuff. But I really think there are, that it's really great that she did that much and that there needs to be some appreciation. It's kind of the tone of her email. It feels like she did all this and it's just not enough for him. And that's kind of sad because I think she also wants to feel accepted in the bedroom for what she's brought to it and what she's able to do. And so I think that they do need to talk about that. And he, and he needs to back off. Like pressuring her is not making her want to do this more likely because it just feels like she can't just enjoy the thing itself. One of the things that I often stress with women is that we need to take when we're growing and trying to work on something that we need to get to a point where we feel not only okay finally i can do it but where we really take time to feel confident about it and to really enjoy being good at it you know if she's worked really hard to be able to do oral sex for her husband right now maybe she just needs a time of being really good at that and and getting you know, getting some credit for how much work she's done and maybe there will be a time later when she wants to work on other aspects of it, but right now it's okay to just develop that sense of confidence. And maybe I can't swallow right now, but man, I can give a really good blowjob to my husband. And she should give herself a good pat on the back for that, or he should, while she's down there. Um. <laughs> okay, maybe you need wow. to <laughs> No, I think our Finnish listeners would really appreciate that. <laughs> You know, there is a marriage podcast with a husband-wife team where the husband almost insists that swallowing be a part of the blowjob. And I don't know if her husband has listened to something like that or, you know, picked up on something like that. But I just don't think that's accurate. And I, I'm not sure that most of the sort of Christian marriage blogger, podcaster community would agree with that. Yeah, so I, I would just go back to being very you know, finding out what is the source of this. Yeah. And I will say this as a mom of a child who has a very strong gag reflex, 
he's not like trying to gag. Like it really is a legitimate thing for some people that they have a gag reflex. And it's very, I could understand how this could be very difficult. And that just needs to be considered. As Gay said, you shouldn't be pressuring somebody to do something that is going to make them sick. And it could be that if they work through this, it could be, you know, 10 years from now, she's like, you know what? I really want to try swallowing or a year from now. I don't know, but it needs to be something that's mutually decided upon. And I think she does need to talk to him about what it means to him, but then she also needs to express what his pressure means to her. Yes. And I want to throw in one little thing. She did mention the gag reflex spray. And I just want to let people know in case you're thinking, what on earth is that? This episode is sponsored by Married Dance. And so we want to refer to you to the comfortably numb deep throat spray that Married Dance sells. And we will include a link for that. I have tried similar products and they haven't removed the gag reflex problem, but they have helped a little bit. So if you're thinking, wow, that's so impressive. How on earth did she conquer her gag reflex? this might be something that's worth trying if that's something that you want to work on for yourself. Also, um, chloroseptic spray, similar kinds of things for sore throats can also help. And you know that chloroseptic spray may give him a little tingle too. Well, that's true. So I do want to just talk about Married Dance. Married Dance is a Christian sex toy and marital aid store, and it's run by a husband and wife team. And they have been great supporters of our podcast. So thank you, Married Dance, for that. And I just want to tell you about some of the products they have. And I'm not making this up, folks. Good Head Fundamentals Kit and Good Head Oral Delight Gel. And so there are some things that can help add some fun little tingles to oral sex, some flavored Um, So there are tingling mints. They have strawberry and watermelon flavored gel that you can use. So if part of your problem giving your husband oral sex has to do with the taste or, you know, lack of taste or or however you want to think about that, you know, having some kind of flavor that that you think of as yummy can can be really good. Mm -hmm. So we'll include links to some of those products. What other kinds of stuff do they have? Well, one of the things that I have had a lot of, a lot of my blog readers ask me about is the pilot programs. There are some pilot program. So if you've thought about trying a vibrator, if orgasm has just become really difficult, I know a lot of women who are of a certain age, like my age and in menopause, sometimes orgasm and arousal can get more difficult. If you've been thinking about trying a vibrator or a penis ring, there are several of those things and you can get a pilot program, which means that it comes with really good instructions and they're marriage centered instructions. So, you know, nothing like, well, one partner does this and the other partner does that. It's very much about a husband and wife together using it. And you try it for 60 days. And if it just, if you're not comfortable with it, or if you don't like the way it works, you can send it back. Your money is returned. No questions asked. And no, they don't reuse them. (laughs) Good to know. They also have discreet packaging. So if your package ends up at your neighbor's house, they won't know what you're getting. (laughs) Very important. But of course, as sex positive folks, you of course will tell them, hey, and here's the link. (laughs) And (laughs) if you sign up, you should be listening to. (laughs) And yes, make sure that you're sending them to us too. But and if you if you uh, sign up for their email list, you get a 10% off coupon and free shipping for as long as you're a member, a subscriber to their newsletter. So lots of good things for you at Married Dance. Well, we'll go on with our next question. This is kind of long. I'm going to edit it some in my speaking, but she writes, 
I've read in some books and blogs that God's biblical design and purpose is that sex is for reproduction, for pleasure, and for creating intimacy, and that these three purposes are independent of each other. Reproduction is possible without pleasure, and pleasure can be possible without procreation, and the maximum goal of the Lord is for intimacy. So do you think it's possible to have real intimacy without pleasure in sex? I know it's kind of a strong question, but I'm struggling with this thought because she feels like some things are being left out of the books and blogs. So she wants an explanation of what some things are missing, specifically for the wives that struggle with orgasm, painful intercourse, or trouble with arousal, because pleasurable is hardly the way to define a sex life, in her words. Yeah, that's a pretty hard question. I've actually written about those specific purposes in a blog post. I know that the purposes of sex, I don't think that I said that they're completely independent. That's not how I would view it. I would view them as all being kind of interconnected as part of God's design of sex. That does not mean, of course, that we procreate every time we we have sex. But there is the possibility of that in how our bodies are made and in how we come together. I don't think that you can really have intimacy without any pleasure. I think that's one of the reasons that God made sure that it was a pleasurable act is so that we experience positive feelings when we are together in this act. And by having those positive feelings together and helping one another feel these positive feelings, then we create more intimacy. Just as if you're out with a friend and you're having a good time, you probably feel more connected. And it's sort of the same thing. I mean, I don't see how I would go out with a friend and have a terrible day and be like, wow, I feel closer to her than ever. Like, I, I just wouldn't. I don't know, though. I mean, I think because I think you're right. But I also think that part of what builds the intimacy is the shared experience of pursuing something together. And so I just responded to a blog com- comment today about what happens when a woman isn't able to have an orgasm. And, you know, if a husband is very loving and attentive and they're working together to help her experience that pleasure, that effort that he puts into helping her can be part of what creates that real intimacy. And it might be, maybe it doesn't lead to an orgasm, but it might still be very pleasurable emotionally. And it might be very pleasurable just in terms of the sexual stimulation, even if it doesn't culminate in the big happy fireworks. Oh, but I was not defining sex pleasure as orgasm. Okay. So. And I just, well, I didn't think so. I just wanted to make sure that yeah, so I agree our listeners with, I agree with everything you just said, but I don't think we're in conflict on that. <laughs> no, I don't either. I just, I just wasn't sure with that. I also just don't think every single second has to be pleasurable either. Like there can be experience where I do something for my husband and seeing his pleasure brings me some pleasure. Yes, I I agree with that. I agree with what Chris said, but also she brought up pain. And I think there's a lot of difference between pain and not having an orgasm. There's Mm -hmm. a very long continuum. And I agree that you can have intimacy without an orgasm while the two of you are working together toward that goal. But if a woman is having pain with every intercourse or even with sexual Mm -hmm. touch, that's a whole different thing. In my mind, that would preclude intimacy because how can you feel intimate when you're in pain? I mean, that really has to be addressed. 
You know, I've known some some women who have said that her husband's response when she's having pain can make or break the intimacy, the feelings of intimacy for her. And a husband who says, okay, I'm going to back off. Let's see what we can do. Let me go with you to the doctor's office. Let's work together to figure this out and make you feel good because I don't want to hurt you. That's another one of those things that can actually contribute to intimacy. Whereas, you know, husband who says, well, it doesn't matter. It's your duty to give me sex and proceeds to have sex with her despite the pain has pretty much erected a permanent barrier. Uh, there's even an in-between where I know some situations where some wives will be the ones who who volunteer and say, no, no, it's okay. Just, just get it over with. And he'll, okay. And it's like, no, 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 no. If she's at the point where it's just get it over with and she was in pain, I don't, please don't. If some husband's out there listening, back off and figure out how to make it better for her. Right. And, and the wife has to be brave enough and courageous enough to say, stop. You know, like you were saying, some are just saying, go ahead and get done. But if it's painful, it's within your boundaries to say, I need to stop right now. And I do, I do think that this might be a source of contention in their marriage, just from how she's written it. And I agree with what you've said there, Chris, about, you know, if he's working with her, there's one thing, but if he is being demanding, or insisting on his insisting rights. Insisting on his rights. That's just going to break down all sorts of things in your relationship. So if if she could help him reframe this in his brain as the problem that it is, if she can help him create a team atmosphere that it's a we problem and not just a her problem, I think that would go a long way to helping her create the intimacy and and maybe down the road get past the pain. But in looking at the pain, I wanted to just mention a, a couple of pages I found on the internet that, that might have some resources that she could look at. There's the International Pelvic Pain Society and the National Vulvodynia Association, and we'll have both of those links on our show notes. But that's just a, a resource for you to look into about your pain. You didn't say specifically what kind of pain. It could be exterior or interior. But um, I would also suggest you see your OBGYN. And if you already have seen your OBGYN, there are other, there's pelvic floor specialists you can see. I think they're a type of urologist. And there's mm-hmm. also sexual health specialists that might also be able to help. But um, first line of defense, I guess, would be your OBGYN. I really commend you for looking for answers. If yes. you're in pain and you are here, that says so much. And you need to tell your husband how much you're trying. If he doesn't know that, he might. But I just really want to commend you and for others who may be in pain and are really trying to work through it I commend you I love what you said Bonnie and definitely go see your OBGYN and if you're if that gynecologist though does not listen fully to your concerns and give real credence to the pain you're experiencing go to someone else as she's talked about find someone else a sexual health specialist or you may need to actually change your gynecologist I did that I had someone who kind of breezed past the pain I was experiencing and it was only because I finally saw her nurse practitioner that I got help for something 
when that resolved, I left that gynecologist because she wasn't listening to my real concerns. You need to be an advocate for your health and your body. I know a lot of women are really, you know, we get so attached to the doctors who delivered our babies for us. And I will say that it might be that your obstetrician is not the best person to see for gynecological problems, that obstetrics and some of the gynecological problems that women have, um, you know, they're, they're related specialties, but, you know, the National Vulvodynia Association, I think, has a directory to help you find someone who's a specialist in pain issues. Yeah. And just remember, do a little bit of research and remember that the cause of, there can be a lot of causes of pain. Like we've talked about, I think Jay, you talked about a hormonal cause of pain and just. Yeah. I had a, I had a lack of estrogen post childbirth and that was finally, they finally diagnosed it when they did, when the nurse practitioner did the physical exam. So it can be hormonal. It can be like physical structural. It can be a lubrication issue, scar tissue, scar tissue, and it can be related to trauma, you Uh know, to pass childhood sex abuse, previous sexual assault. I think it would be helpful for her as she does some research and gets ready to talk to her doctor. Think about the possibilities and see if can she rule anything out? Does something seem more likely? And just, you know, be informed and be an advocate for yourself. And I want to share something that my own sexual health specialist has said to, I mean, to me personally, but also in group settings, done a couple classes with her. Having painful sex is trauma. So if you have a husband who has been insisting on having sex when you have been in pain, or even if you have, out of the goodness of your heart, said, you know what, I'll just grin and bear it, that is a traumatic experience. And that trauma can be enough to make it painful just in anticipation next time. So if you have been having sex with pain, it is not only okay to stop, it's probably best for you to stop and try to figure this out. And if you have a goodwill loving husband, he will be very supportive and will help you through that. And there's other ways to have sex besides penetration. Oh, I'm glad you said that. That was one of the things I was going (laughs) to talk about too, is that there's also an interesting story that uh, Jennifer Smith, who writes with the Unveiled Wife, has discussed that essentially she and her husband were not able to complete intercourse for it was years, I think, into mm-hmm. their marriage because she had such extreme pain and inability to complete the act. But that did not keep them from having intimacy in other ways. What they finally found out is she had a, a, an extreme allergy to parabens, which is it's in a, a type lot of, of products. Wax and it's a preservative. Okay. And so when she finally went paraben free, they were able to, to experience intercourse, but they had not stayed away from any intimacy before that. Just to be clear that there are other ways to engage in sex. Sex is the whole kit and caboodle. Well, is there anything else, ladies? I think we've explored an answer, a complete answer for that one. Anything else we need to tell them? How about our upcoming webinar? Oh, yeah. This one's for husbands. Understanding her sex drive. So, ladies... If there's something you'd like your husband to understand about (laughs) how female sexuality works, please encourage him to sign up for our webinar. It's November 14th. Yeah, so this is for wives. 
Ed's experts telling him <laughs> how how you work. How it is. And if you're listening to this episode after November 14th, you can still purchase for him the replay of the webinar and you get the, the replay, the resources, the links we sent out just for $5. And there's two other webinars they can buy replays for understanding your sex drive and foreplay. They're all on our website under 2019 webinars. We'll link to them in the show notes. There you go. Well, y'all have a great week and we'll talk to you next time. Thanks so much for joining us today on Sex Chat for Christian Wives. We encourage you to check out our website at sexchatforchristianwives.com where you can find show notes and links to resources. That's sexchat4christianwives.com. Also, if you enjoy our podcast, please take just a few minutes to leave a review on iTunes so that others can find the show and tell a friend about us. Word of mouth is one of the best ways to reach out to new listeners. We appreciate you being with us today, and we pray that God blesses you this week as you pursue healthy and holy sexual intimacy in your marriage.